Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report, presented by Advance Iowa Comprehensive Solutions for Better Business. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm Jeff Stein. Childcare continues to be a key issue in developing a broader Iowa workforce. The Iowa Women's Foundation is sponsoring the 2023 Iowa Solution Summit on Child Care on Wednesday, December 6th in the Des Moines metro area. It's a chance to hear from experts who have worked to find unique solutions to benefit all Iowans. Deanne Cook is president and CEO of the Iowa Women's Foundation. She discussed the topic as part of the 203rd edition of our weekly program, which aired during the third weekend of November 2023. For those who may not be aware of what the Iowa Women's Foundation is, give us a sense of what the organization is and what the mission is. Iowa Women's Foundation was founded in 1994, so we're coming up on our 30th anniversary. It is the only statewide organization in Iowa dedicated to women. We are in the business of empowering women and ensuring their economic self-sufficiency. We do that by breaking down the barriers to women's economic self-sufficiency. What are the key issues that you address in this 30 years from when you started? I trust it is a different time with different challenges now as opposed to 30 years ago, but I'm sure there are probably some commonalities. It has evolved, certainly, that started with a small but mighty group who gave small grants and has grown exponentially over the 30 years and become more focused. Iowa Women's Foundation participated in the She Matters report, which is about 10 years old now, and looked at the status of women in Iowa. And then in coordination with other organizations in the state serving women, the Carrie Chapman Cat Center, the Iowa Commission on the Status of Women, Women Lead Change, Chrysalis Foundation, took that She Matters report and segmented it into what they do best. And the great thing about that was lots of us can work on women's issues, but do it in a way where we're not stepping on each other's toes and be more effective and spread our impact out. Iowa Women's Foundation took women's economic self-sufficiency because we know communities are better when more women are economically self-sufficient. It lowers the poverty rate in communities. It improves well-being scores in communities. It increases civic participation in communities. So communities are lifted when women are more financially secure. One of the things that you will be focusing on extensively at a one-day event December 6th is child care. So let's talk about the Iowa Solution Summit itself, and then more broadly we'll talk about the issue of child care because that has been receiving a lot of attention the last five years. Child care has risen to the surface, and Iowa is truly a leader in the way we are coordinating our efforts to devise solutions for communities. Iowa Women's Foundation is the recipient of an Iowa Economic Development Authority grant to employ an employer engagement director. Her name is Sherry Penny. She's on our staff. And her job is to really provide technical assistance to community leaders, policymakers, stakeholders, business owners to help them down the path of childcare solutions for their communities. We now have so much going on. 
Sherry is working with over 150 businesses, over 70 communities. It's time to start sharing what's happening out there, what's working. Hear from those who have implemented some strategies. And the best way to do that is to bring everybody together and let them hear directly from the people implementing intergenerational care, school district partnerships, wage enhancement programs, what's working, what they've learned, what they do differently so that we can start to scale and replicate those solutions across the state. We are going to do that on December 6th at Prairie Meadows. Now, as someone who does not have children, does not have grandchildren, therefore does not have issues concerning child care, I don't think I can appreciate just exactly how much of an impact having affordable accessible child care may be, and therefore what a negative impact it is, not only for the individual, but for the workforce, if it's not available. Absolutely. And so we go back to stronger women make stronger communities. So everybody benefits, man, woman, child, childless, families benefit when we have that basic barrier addressed. Pre-COVID, employers thought that childcare was really a personal issue. As long as staff showed up on time and stayed till the bell rang at the end of the day, childcare was not on employers' minds. Then COVID happened, and they realized when there's not childcare, things fall apart. Productivity falls, absenteeism rises, people leave the workforce, and that's really what gelled it. And everybody realized kids are not in your own home. The state of childcare in your community does affect you. And again, from my outside vantage point, if school is canceled for whatever reason, an in-service day or weather, often child care closes as well. Governmental buildings close, so you may not have a rec center or a library. It really becomes an issue where the employee has some real choices that they have to make, and they're going to pick their children and that responsibility above a job which is understandable, but that's something that the businesses now have to accept, understand, and work with, especially when it's hard to find good employees to begin with. You don't want to do anything that's going to discourage someone from remaining in your employ. So we see different challenges. You've outlined the challenges really well. In rural communities, there are not enough options. And in urban communities, they're too expensive. So people are having to make choices. And if their wage doesn't cover childcare, they're not going to work. And if their employer is not either flexible with them and their needs for childcare or helping them find safe, affordable, reliable childcare, they aren't going to be in the workforce. So those choice conversations happen in the home, but they also need to happen in the community because there's a direct tie back to how many people are available to be in the workforce. At the Iowa Solutions Summit, you're going to, as you said, share some stories, examples, things that have worked, things that might work somewhere else. Give us a few of the examples you're aware of to give us an idea of how the thought process has evolved in different communities in different ways, because some of us have an idea of a model, but a model doesn't work. So what are some of the more imaginative or creative ways that have been employed to solve the issue? 
That's right. They are unique to communities because the challenge exists across the state, but it is different based on the community, whether it's an affordability issue, an accessibility issue. So Iowa Women's Foundation has not been here to push any one solution. It has been to facilitate and consult to help stakeholders and communities find the right solution for them. The idea of what a solution looks like has evolved over time. At first, when people not familiar with childcare started hearing about the childcare crisis and there weren't enough spaces, they immediately thought literal physical space. We have to build buildings. We need to incent businesses to build buildings. It wasn't a literal space issue. So we moved beyond that into, well, let's help connect employees to specific childcare, create a partnership with a specific childcare in our community. Childcare is really personal. What works for my kid may not work for your kid. It's a very personal choice. And employers found they did not want to be in the position of choosing and forcing a specific choice on their employees. So what now it has evolved to, as it has gone through this sort of five-year cycle, is supporting employees and supporting the childcare workforce through wage enhancement programs. So what we're seeing emerging now is communities, and there are about 10 that we're working with who are pooling funds to raise and support childcare wages in their community. And that is being matched by some ARPA dollars from the state. So we've gone from, you got to build a building to how do we incorporate choice to the extent that we can? And then how do we keep people who have chosen childcare as a career in that career? So we kind of cover the spectrum with the solutions and where communities are at. But that's a very important point because, again, without having that entire start-to-finish approach, you can, as you say, build a building, but if no one is there to staff it, that won't work. If you have the staff but nowhere to have a decent facility, that won't work. And so, again, it really is incumbent upon the communities to be involved in what works best in their area. So you have the Iowa Solution Summit on Child Care December 6th at Prairie Meadows, Information is available at your website, IAWF.org. Who should attend? So this is really designed for those folks who are participating in decision-making in their communities. It could be employers, it can be business owners, it can be HR folks who are helping guide their leadership through decision-making, policymakers, folks serving in elected office at the city or county level, school districts have real interest in child care. All those kind of decision makers who might come together and be at a table where you're talking about what works for your community. I'm looking at the list of breakout sessions and it is quite diverse and broad. Everything from how to start from the very beginning to on-site builds, partnerships with the providers, intergenerational care. It truly, I mean, that's a half dozen on this list that really encompass a wide variety of disciplines within this broad topic. Right. Because again, we don't want to force any one particular solution. We want to highlight the things that are happening and wherever attendees can latch on and say, that makes sense to us, we can help connect them with those who have gone before them and can provide some insight and guidance. 
to round out the day, we do want to highlight those that you listed off. What's actually happening in communities and what can those folks tell us about what they're learning? We have also included a legislative panel. We have confirmed Senator Jeff Edler and Representative Megan Jones, who are working on these issues in the legislature. We will add a couple more. We want folks to know what kind of policy supports are around this work, because it's not just about money. It's not just about policy. It's not just about anyone thing. It's a spectrum of things that need to work together. So we want to talk about policy and what things might move in the 24 session that we can get behind. We also have HHS and IEDA presenting to talk about the supports that are available through their departments, the investments that they've made, the resources that are available to communities. Director Durham will kick us off in the morning on December 6th to just talk about why this is an issue and why they're investing in it. I think it's a real well-rounded day. It's a roll up your sleeves and learn kind of a day, but policy, resources, investments, examples, you know, we kind of want to hit the whole spectrum so people can really see the breadth and depth of what's happening in Iowa. If we were to have this conversation in three to five years, what do you hope we're able to say has been accomplished? Is it primarily awareness? Is it execution? Is it development of ideas? I know all of those are necessary, but at this point in the life of our state, what is the real driving focus that you hope we're able to point to some accomplishments in in a short time? Iowa already is leading the nation in this work in how we are working together, how we are supporting it through public-private partnerships, how we have this technical assistance available through the Iowa Women's Foundation, how we are really networking and funding and cooperating. We are leading the nation. The nation is looking at us. We're doing great. Also, childcare is never going to be one of those problems we can wash our hands and say, well, look, we accomplished that. We did that. I think the answer to your question is, in three to five years, have we created a structure and a framework that's manageable for us going forward? We must always pay attention. We must always provide funding. We must always tweak to meet workforce needs, to meet needs of the kids, needs of the families. But have we built a structure that works well together and can be managed going forward? Deanne Cook, President and CEO of the Iowa Women's Foundation. We connected via Zoom on Tuesday, November 14, 2023. The Iowa Solution Summit on Child Care will be on Wednesday, December 6th. And for information or to register, you can go to IAWF.org. The Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report also comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more at iowabusinesscouncil.org. The Iowa Business Report airs on two dozen radio stations across the state of Iowa, with podcasts posted right here, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.